0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
1: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. You feel as though good sex and orgasm do not have to
2: correlate.
0: Mm-mm. I don't think so at nope. all.
2: No. I don't think so. Only because I feel like up until now, like up until my 30s, I was having good sex with no orgasm. You think you were having good sex before? Yeah, because I enjoyed it. But I didn't ever climax unless I use the toy or, or unless I masturbated, you know, my mm-hmm. Now I'm struggling to find the moral of the story here.
1: Because <laughs> is the moral of the story, it's okay to not orgasm? Or is the moral of the story, you have to communicate and advocate for your orgasm, even when it's not comfortable? Lovers and
2: friends. Lovers and friends. I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend, I say. Lovers and friends. Uh, I'ma hold you down, down to the end, I say.
1: What's going on lovers and friends? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Sham Boudram. I'm a sex and relationship expert whom is two courses away from completing her master's in psychology. I just recently realized that I'm doing a course right now, cultural psychology, and I was like, how much more do I have to go? And then I looked and it was like two more courses. Um, and that feels crazy because I have persevered through babies and a pandemic to really treat myself to the gift of higher education. And that's what I'm most proud of this summer. I'm proud of a lot of stuff this summer. As many of you know, I'm here in Toronto, Canada with my kids. And I've been treating myself to reconnecting to my old life and old relationships while giving my children the privilege of forming new bonds in a very intentional way. And it's been very beautiful. And one of the very beautiful things that I've been doing as we segue into this episode is practicing decoupling sexual and sensual pleasure from orgasm. So I have been practicing non-orgasmic masturbation. So this, Episode is really all about that. A couple weeks before I came to Toronto, Lex and Drea of Poor Minds came to the house and we did a swap on each other's podcasts. And when I asked them what they wanted to talk about, they brought up the concept of qualifying orgasmless sex as good sex. And I was just getting into this topic at the time, and truly it really inspired me to go even deeper, especially since I have so much solo time here. And on the last episode, I mentioned the fact that interestingly enough, being away from my husband has given me more time for me time i really feel like i've gotten back into putting myself together in a way that makes me feel sensual sexy and pretty which i want to talk about my hair in just a second i also feel like i've gotten more into intentional masturbation practices which is natural because i don't have a partner to have sex with so i'm doing different things to myself and i have been really challenging myself i think in an inspiration of this episode To enjoy my body, to enjoy pleasure, to let it be sexual, to allow, of course, it to be sensual because I'm with my body without it being orgasmic. That has allowed me to find erogenous zones that actually do benefit from more stimulation than I would traditionally give it. It's allowed me to find new erogenous zones and it's also challenged me to push my sexual frustration limit, which can be fun as well. And then that has led to some breathing techniques. I'll get into all of this, I think in future episodes. Um, Have I succeeded all the time? No. Let me just get that. Love to see it. It was a 1-800 phone number. Definitely worth the interruption. Anyhow, have I succeeded all the time in not moving to orgasm when I get into deep sexual pleasure? No. No. One time I pushed myself and I was watching an old video of Jared and I and then, you know, pop goes the weasel. But I really do feel like I've been making some interesting progress. And that leads us beautifully into this episode where I just really feel appreciative of these women's candor, of their humor, of their honesty, their vulnerability and their wisdom. So... Before that, actually, I got to tell you about the sponsor of this episode, Rizzo's curls. And as I was mentioning, your girl's getting back into doing her hair and makeup, something that I let fall to the wayside, which I'm not mad about that um, after having my second baby or moreover over after getting pregnant with my second baby. And in Toronto, in specificity, Keeping on top of your hair has been a challenge for me. So this is a very humid climate. Miami and Toronto are two places that I just throw my hands up in the air and say my hair is going to do what it's going to do. And a big part of that is because I was always resistant
2: to... With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.
1: I feel like one of the great overcorrections of the sex ed space was when I first started in this space 15 years ago, the orgasm gap was three to one yeah now it's two to one so Mm -hmm. for every orgasm a woman or person with a vulva has uh, men have three before now it's closed a little bit and i think to close it we had to start making it clear that sex wasn't good if the woman did an orgasm yes but you feel as though good sex and orgasm do not have to correlate
0: Mm -mm. i don't think so
1: at all
2: Mm -mm. i don't think so only because I feel like up until now, like up until my thirties, I was having good sex with no orgasm. You think you were having good sex before? Yeah, because I enjoyed it, but I didn't ever climax unless I used the toy or, or unless I masturbated, you know, myself. Mm-hmm. So, so then, okay, so tell me what happened at thirty that shifted. More attentive sex partner (laughs) that actually cares, you know? I think that's the difference. I feel like in your 20s, men don't really care about you orgasming. Mm -hmm. It's more so about them. You know, they just trying to get what they came for. And then I think that as a woman, too, you're not taught, or at least I wasn't, that, like, that matters. Like, me having an orgasm actually matters. Right. And so I think turning 30... Um, I just got a more experienced sex partner and one that actually cares. Mm-hmm. And I think that it kind of changed, you know, the trajectory of my orgasmic experience.
1: <laughs> What's interesting about that is because I <laughs> I identify with you, but I don't identify with calling sex in my 20s as good. Really? Because I didn't orgasm. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a perspective shift for me because mm-hmm. did I enjoy it? Definitely had the, like, cry myself to sleep afterwards sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, even that, I'm like, my first sexual experience, the first time I had sex with somebody, I was in Hungary. I saw a dude at a track meet. I wanted him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was my programming of if you see someone super hot, you're supposed to fuck him. But right. he was like out of this world. i would never seen one who like looked that way before. Mm-hmm. I lured him back to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. I made the first move. Mm. We had sex for the first time. I'd never had sex before. Mm-hmm. And... Afterwards, I never saw or spoke to him again. And there was parts of it. Like when I retell the story, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this guy came. I was 16. This guy came to my hotel I had by myself. I was like a little boss. He, um, I asked him because I wanted to take a picture of him. This was like a movie. It was like a movie. (laughs) I remember like a little line that happened where he, he was like, this is what happened. I saw him at the track meet. And I said, you're really hot. I want to take a photo of you. And mm-hmm. he's like, I just finished running. He had a British accent. He's like, I just finished running. I can't do that. I can't. And he's automatically hot. Yeah. He yeah. Yes. Right. He's like, I can't <laughs> do that. And then I was like, well, <laughs> well, just take a shower and then let's take a photo. And then he was like, well, my hotel's so far. I'm like, my hotel's close. Mm-hmm. He's like, so what are you saying? I'm like, come oh, take a- ready. Right? So was ready. <laughs> I was like, come take a shower <laughs> at my hotel room. Right. Take this picture. So we travel back by trolley. Just, you know, fitting him in the scene there. And we get to my hotel. He goes and takes a shower. Mm-hmm. And then he peeps out. And he was like, can you do me a favor? Can you hand my shirt to me? Mm-hmm. And so I go and I hand him the shirt. He grabs it. And then I pull him out of the bathroom. Oh, naked. you were giving,
0: like, Grey's Anatomy. Right? Like, this is a scene, honey. <laughs> this is a scene. But later on, when I told this story...
1: It wasn't positive anymore Mm. because I never saw him again. I didn't orgasm. He didn't Mm. try and keep in touch with me. And then like I told it like a sad story. Okay. But it's like now years later, I was like, why is that bad? Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? It was a spicy, salacious. It was an interesting experience. It was a great ass story. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think that's kind of where the programming comes in, where you're like, well, if you didn't have an emotional commitment and you didn't have an orgasm, well, it doesn't count. Right. So I think it's interesting that you were able to, like, acknowledge that, like, okay, sex got better, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it was bad before. Right.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was bad because I had enjoyable experiences. And I think that us as women, like, you know the difference between, like, bad sex mm-hmm. and, oh, I just didn't come this right. time. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had bad sex. And in my 20s, all of the sex that I had wasn't bad. It was just I had never had the uh, orgasmic experience mm-hmm. unless I did it on my own. Right. Right. And see, I'm glad you used that word because,
0: like, sex to me is an experience. Yeah. From the start of, you know, us kissing, touching, whatever you're doing, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. So all of it feels good to me, you know, when he's touching me, when I'm getting ready, like... It all feels good. So just because I didn't have an orgasm doesn't mean I wasn't feeling good and Mm -hmm. feeling amazing in the moment Mm -hmm. because that's how I was. Like, I started probably masturbating when I was like 14, 15, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like... Are you saying that like this because it's late or early? No, that's early. To to master to masturbate like at fourteen like yeah well that yeah. was early for me like you know what I mean like yeah so and then I I came from a small town mm-hmm. we I didn't talk to my mom about sex we weren't talking about like literally I remember my mom asked me I was um, upstairs she was downstairs she was like Tiara. I'm like what she's like do you want to do you need to be on birth control and I was like no yeah and that was our sex talk you know what I'm saying so it wasn't like a sex positive household or anything mm-hmm. so. Did Uh, you need to be on birth control at the time? Hell yeah. I got
2: on birth control pretty early, too. I got on birth control at like 14 or 15.
0: Yeah, so for me, it's like I always experienced sex like it was like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm having sex to please this man and this and X, Y, Z. It was like always an experience for me. So I didn't start having orgasms during sex till later on either, but I agree with the same thing. Like, I've had bad sex and good sex, but just because I didn't orgasm, it didn't mean I didn't have, you know, a good time. It was an experience for mm-hmm.
2: me. Some dick was just trash. Yeah, some, and some of it. just, you know, was not. You know when it's not he hitting. Just, yeah. But you know when it's hitting and you having fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would be yeah. a good time. Can you define trash dick for me? Oh, <sighs> I don't know. I just remember one time I was having sex with this guy and it was just no rhythm. I feel like rhythm is important. Like, it just felt like he was, like, dry-hunching me, except we were actually having sex. Yeah. Uh, and it just wasn't enjoyable, and I think I just wasn't turned on. Even when it came to, like, foreplay, mm. he didn't really know how to eat pussy. Like, mm. he didn't really know how to do anything right, to be honest. <laughs> and so it just, it wasn't an enjoyable experience, and I feel like because of that, I wasn't super turned on, and I wasn't really actually ready for the eggs. Mm. See, for me, trash
0: dick always comes from the guys who think they know what they're doing.
2: And they're yeah. like, oh,
0: yeah, girl. I'm finna like tear that up. I'll be like, oh, okay. All the bragging. And they just be doing so much, flipping me this way, turning me this way, bending my leg this way. I'm like, nigga, this hurts. You don't want to do all that. This is not enjoyable. Yeah. So it, it's always the guys who pump themselves up. Every single time I've been dating a guy and he just bigs himself up, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, always, I always make my girls, you know, it'd be a water park. It was definitely giving Sahara. Yeah. <laughs> So my experience, that's what tragic is to me. Like, right. when you're trying too hard and just don't let the energy just flow because your sex, sexual experience with everybody's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Like, the sex I have with him is not going to be the same sex I have with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, sometimes I think, like, guys try to go by a blueprint. Like, you can't have sex with me like you were having sex with your last girl. Mm-hmm. That's not what I like. We don't like the same thing. And I think women, we adapt pretty well. We listen. You know, when I'm giving my man head or doing whatever to him. I'm listening to yes. his voice. Is he moaning, like, when he's moaning more, when he's mm-hmm. not, you know? Men just be in there doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, I think women adapt to their partners better than men do. Like, men will give one girl an orgasm.
2: Yeah.
0: And they swear they the porn star of the year, girl. Right, yeah. yeah. You That's know? True. So, yeah. And we get to put orgasm in bunny quotes, though, too. Yes.
1: Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I do want to frame the conversation just by, first of all, getting this umbrella out the way. Okay. Just in case. Second, how do you orgasm faithfully? Both of you. Faithfully? Like, Mm -hmm. what's your... If you're in partnered sex... Mm -hmm. Your go-to. What's going to get you there?
0: I'm Mm. a clitoral stimulation type of girl. Yeah. So, um... It's crazy because I'm in, like, a new relationship situation, and he's very open sexually. Like, we try a lot of different things. So um, I've used toys in the bedroom before a little bit, but it's not necessarily something I've been, like, extremely, extremely comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But... We had a moment where we used a toy, and it was just absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Like I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I think I'm gonna I like marry how your you." Accent change
2: it. It yes. was absolutely, absolutely. mind blowing. Yes, I was like, hold long?" Once it's you start using toys different. in the bedroom, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's what what toys did you use?
0: Um, so we ha- I never used the rose because I didn't like the I-, I thought everybody was just doing too much. So we used the rose. Um, I have another one that uh, Samaya from Sexual Essentials got me. It's like a little clit sucker thing Mm -hmm. that we used. And it was really like doubling that up with the penetration it just kind of like took it over the edge for me yes like every time it's gonna it's gonna happen every time Mm -hmm. no matter what like if we're doing a quickie and it's like and now he kind of like knows how to do it with his fingers so it's like oh we can get it in before breakfast real quick a little brunch you know what i'm saying so that's like my go-to like now i know i'm gonna have an orgasm every time if we do that
2: I love the rose. It's gonna take you out the game mm, quick, though. Quick, too quick. <laughs> it's gonna get the job done almost. It's kind of scary. Too quickly. It's yeah. kind of scary. I also like the vibrating butt plug. Like I feel like that's yes. a really good sensation. Mm-hmm. Like the mixture of having that in plus, you know, penetration at the same time and clitoral stimulation. Yeah, all at once. That always kind of gets me there. But then also, I just like being on top. Like whenever I'm trying to have an orgasm and I don't want to use toys or mm-hmm. anything, and it's just me and my man, me on top always gets the job done. so then to define then you
1: i am in this boat too Mm -hmm. where i don't have unassisted penetrative orgasms Mm. which means that if i'm going to orgasm during penetration i need clitoral too yeah Mm -hmm. but you can have orgasms unassisted so no clitoral stimulation at all just penetration
2: yes but it has to be like me on top Mm. reverse cowgirl Yes. Oh, that's real specific. And I think that even though I'm is not. Is it the actually, friction on that's your That's what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. So I'm not actually rubbing my clit, but I feel like because of the friction, it makes it a really intense orgasm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And this goes to
1: speaks to the rule of thumb, mm-hmm. um, which is that if your clitoris and your vaginal opening are like this with the part, Mm -hmm. you can have an easier time with Mm -hmm. penetrative orgasms Mm -hmm. because the friction can do it for you. And so if your clitoris is a little higher up, even if you do ride and Mm -hmm. you grind, you don't get enough direct stimulation because of how high up it is. So oh, I, sure. I note that because on... Um, oh, Ange- uh, Lip Service. Yes. Lip service, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Angela Yee was giving advice to somebody about how to orgasm without clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. You have to get on top. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's advice that somebody could give, but if your clitoris is way high up, it's really not going to matter. You're going to need the rose. You're going to need a finger. That's me. that's all a, about
2: your anatomy. Look, I got yeah. a big mm-hmm. vagina.
0: Garfield real big. Yes. <laughs> we, got, we got some space in there now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, because I have had an orgasm from penetration, but it was Uh just like, you know, I think it was more of like I was emotional and I was like, we in love, this is my man, you know, type thing. But it's very, it's not common. It's not common for me at all, Yeah, at all.
1: The reason I wanted to define that is because that, to me, is for a a dude, right? Like, if he's going to orgasm traditionally through sex almost every single time, it's because what we do is what works for you. Like, I orgasm from oral sex 100% 100% of the time. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah, But penetration is not going to be that unless I'm getting clitoral stimulation and even then like doing clitoral stimulation plus penetration sometimes can be tricky because I need specific attention. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is where yes. toys come into play. Mm-hmm. right? Because if you're doing a little finger thing but plus you're trying to go at the same time you're not mm-hmm. giving me exactly what I'm looking for. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's where the like experience part comes in because you're not going to orgasm from penetration regardless most of the time. Mm-hmm. So if the person can make it more about touch mm-hmm. and connection mm-hmm. um, and an experience overall, that's where the sex can still be good without orgasm.
0: Right. And I Absolutely. think a lot of times guys, too, like they get it confused because they feel like if a woman squirts, she's having an orgasm. And yeah, and that is so far from the truth. Yep. It's been a Completely lot of times where I squirted before you're we like, yeah, I'm in that thing. I'm like, you really But nodded. I didn't orgasm. Yeah. It was just like a <laughs> kind of like a bodily reaction. But okay, <laughs> I'll let you have it. You can have your little one, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, right. that's the two... Totally different sensations, like, whenever I have a real orgasm versus, like, you know, squirting. the little water work show. Because to me, squirting is fun, but it's more of, like, a show. Like, yes, yeah. It's like a party hat, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like to the point, some people can, like, literally just do it on demand. yeah. That's talent. Yeah, that's real
2: talent. <laughs> I can't
0: do that. But it's like, like I said, it's more of like a show-off a show thing. Not a show-off, but you know what I mean. It's just like the bells and the whistles. Because yeah. I, I mean, I have had an orgasm when I have squirted before, but it's not like... I no. usually
1: squirt before the orgasm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, Like it's something sure. that comes up, I'm getting a lot of pressure and sensation, mm-hmm. and then sometimes that might lead to it. But if the person stopped, I may not have been orgasmed at all. Right. But right. I have friends kind of like you who can do it like... On demand. Gather round. <laughs>
0: yeah. I got something to show y'all. This is my party <laughs> trick, okay? <Right. laughs> but yeah, I think that that's what happened to me. Like, I remember the first time I did that, I didn't have an orgasm, but it was good sex. Like, we were having good sex. So that's why I always say, like, good sex to me. I've had some amazing sex, and I just... I didn't orgasm, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't look at it like it being like a horrible time or he had trash dick and this and that. You know what I mean? So I definitely don't believe the two, you know, have to correlate. correlate. Yeah, yeah, correlate. Do you have a story you can share? I shared my story. Yes. Yeah. Do you have
1: a story of a great sexual experience that didn't end in orgasm?
0: Yeah. Um, It was a guy... I dated on and off for seven years and it was crazy because I wanted him so bad for so long it was like we finally exchanged numbers and it was so crazy because he kind of had his shit together at the time and I didn't Mm -hmm. and and it was crazy because he was like okay I want to come kick it with you whatever so my homegirl was out of town so I was like can I please stay in your apartment so I go in her apartment I'm like acting like it's mine and all this stuff I'm like yeah I got my new place you know I'm chilling (laughs) so I invite him over you know like I'm playing the music. I got the Hennessy. This is when we was drinking Hennessy, girl. Mm-hmm. So I just like got, got him really, and I ended up getting like extremely, extremely drunk. But we ended up having sex, and I didn't even know I could squirt. This I was kind of young. I was probably what 23, 24 at the mm-hmm. time. So I remember when I did it, I remember I was so embarrassed because I was like, did I just piss on myself? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I peed on myself. I'm fucking drunk. Right. So I got up and I, like, ran to the bathroom, kind of killed the vibe a little bit. He was like, what's wrong? I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. Mind you, I'm at my homegirl house. So I'm, like, looking for this house. And I can't find shit because I'm not in my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm on the way back. Hold <laughs> on. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> my God. So it was like a moment of... He kind of had to explain to me. He was like, it's okay. It's normal. I was like, it's not normal. I just fucking pissed on you. Mm -hmm. He was like, you did not pee. He was like, it's okay. So I was like, oh, okay. And I started kind of, you know, getting more comfortable into it. After that, I was like, let me show you my party trick. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that was kind of like the first time. Because before I was having sex, I was really just having sex. Like, in high school, when I think of me having sex, it was just kind of like me laying there. Like, it wasn't feeling good. I didn't know what I was doing. But he was, like, the first person that taught me things about my body. Like, okay, tell me what you like. Does this feel good? Does this not feel good? And he was the first person I had an actual orgasm with during sex as well. So every time we had sex, I didn't have an orgasm. But every time we had sex, it was good. Mm -hmm. It was really enjoyable for me. And then it was like... We used to role play a lot. So, like, it was fun for me. It was an experience. So, that was, like, that what really got me in my, like, freaky era. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. But I thought I was a freak until I met a lot of my friends now. I was like, I'm pretty vanilla in the bedroom. Yes. I know what I like <laughs> and I know what I don't like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, I just kind of keep it straightforward. Um, I went to a sex resort one time. You it was, was the last
2: feeling time. it,
0: yeah. It was a good time, but it was just a lot for me, you know, to take in. But like I said, seeing those people in that element, I'm like, they're just enjoying the experiment, like the experience of the sex. Not everybody just run around busting nuts and orgasms mm-hmm. all day, but they just enjoy the act of it. And that's what I realized for myself. Like, I really like having sex. And I don't necessarily have to have an orgasm every time. I don't. Mm-hmm. So... Beautiful story, then. yeah. <laughs> Me and the Hennessy. Your turn.
2: Jo- <laughs> <laughs> Part of the interruption, but that segue was experience. I was dating a guy in my early, tw- well, not early twenties, really, like my mid twenties. I met him when I was like twenty four, mm. and we dated until I was like twenty seven. You know, I was dating him when I moved to Atlanta. Mm, I know you're talking before about- I moved to Atlanta, and like mm-hmm. the first few years while I was living there, and we just had great chemistry, and the sex was. This really- is a guy with a really big peen right? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: I don't remember her. That's how I remember her guys. And the (laughs)
2: sex was just so passionate. Like, everything about it was great, but I don't know what it was. I just could not orgasm, no matter what. But we had Like, even if he gave you oral Everything. And the oral was great. Like, even, you know, we would have sex on vacation, Mm. on the balcony. Like, Mm. it would be, like, these amazing experiences, Mm. and the sex was so bomb. And I'm like, why can't I orgasm? And I don't know. Still to this day, I don't know why I could never orgasm with this guy, but, like... Like, he was so attentive. He was a great kisser. He was real passionate. Mm. Always paid attention to my needs and wants, but just never could orgasm. And I tried to have sex with him again, so we stopped dating for a while. And then in 2020, I ended up having sex with him again, and it was the same thing. But you didn't like it the last time. Yeah, but I'm saying the sex wasn't bad, but I don't know. It's like I still couldn't orgasm. Yeah, yeah. I think that I didn't like it this time, though, because I think when I was younger, I don't know why I could take more. Meat. She couldn't take that head <laughs> She
0: couldn't take it. Now I'm <laughs> older. She I don't really like hand. really big
2: penises anymore. Like, it's just not my thing. And yeah. I think that I was like, wow, how did I used to be having sex with him all the time like this? Yeah. But the sex itself wasn't bad. Yeah. I just think he's too, you know. Well endowed. Well endowed I want to unpack that side just now, Lex. You
0: yeah. gave a... <sighs>
2: Are you disappointed
1: that you can't take dick dick anymore? Uh,
0: No, I'm just because I can relate. Because, like, the guy I'm dating now, like, he has a really big... Penis. Mm-hmm. So, like the first time we had sex, I was like, "Hold on, now wait a minute." I feel like I had to get used to it. Yeah. But when I was younger, and that's another th- like going to what I was saying earlier. Like sometimes guys they just don't care. You're not paying attention. You tossing me, turning me, stretching me. You have a big penis. It hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, boosie said that big booty girls can't take no dick. It's the truth. He did. I don't know is. why, but for me, it's like having a partner now. Like we definitely had. He would take his time and. That shit be hurting. Auntie is old, okay? Yeah. I don't want to be like, it shoved into me and all that stuff. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm not as flexible as I used to be. Yeah. So, yeah, it be a lot to have a man with a... With a big I, I don't want, want no small one, That's all one, I was about though.
2: to say. I don't want a guy who has a small penis. Not that there's anything wrong with small penises. We don't wanna, But there's a happy medium. Yeah. But yeah, it needs to be a good size. It needs to be girthy. But like girth. a big penis, nah. The yeah. girls can have that. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's definitely a it's limit. It's not for me no more. It's definitely a limit. Mm-hmm. So with the dude who you
1: had great sex with and you liked the connection with him, but it just wasn't happening, how did he manage with that? I want to say the word cope because I think a lot of dudes couple their performance with not just orgasm, but the number of orgasms they can give you. So the fact that you were having lots of sex, but it wasn't going there for you. What was his reaction?
2: He ain't know. I was going to say, I don't think he knew because I definitely was faking you. Oh, that was I definitely was making him. I'm very much one of those lovers. Like I'm going to make my man feel like. Well, does he never listen to your podcast? No, I don't think so. I don't think he ever listens to it. But we stopped dating a while ago. Which might speak to why he couldn't make you orgasm.
1: Because if he's not looking for feedback loops. Mm Because if I was having sex with somebody and I knew they talked about sex openly in their sex Mm -hmm. life. And Mm -hmm. I was interested in being a good lover. Mm -hmm. I would listen to their podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean this was before like our show kind of started picking up and taking off so I don't feel like he ever listened to it but when I was in my 20s I was definitely the type of woman who I would like fake it for my man just to make him feel good me in my 30s no I'm gonna tell you I don't like this Mm -hmm. or maybe you should try this I think this is actually gonna make me orgasm let's do something different and I also have started to incorporate toys and I didn't start incorporating toys into my sex life until I was in my 30s as well like using them with my partner yeah so I feel like maybe if we would have tried that or explored that, then it probably could have happened. But he definitely was not making me orgasm on his own. Yeah. I he was, probably thought he did, though, until Well, he now. definitely thought he did. Hey, yeah, well, For sure. <laughs> until <laughs> he seen his episode. Right. I think that's how it was,
0: too. Like, we were fakers. And we talked about that on our show. It was like, women, we have to stop lying. Yeah. yeah. We have to have stop We have to be lying. honest. Because that's why you coming across, you know... Demonte and he thinking he not breaking Demonte, Demonte <laughs> think he breaking you off and he not doing nothing yeah. then he get to me and he hurting grandma mm. my knees hurt and he bending me backwards because he think that he done did something yeah so um yeah cause like then you say something about the orgasm gap yes and we talked about that too cause we're like you know men are have they get, they get to nut they go nut they gonna nut, and we're not because we're lying to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I spent a lot of time in my past relationships just lying and being like, oh, it's all about, you know, the man for a while. Since I got older, you know, it was about satisfying myself. But then I was like, OK, well, I want to make him feel good. Oh, how to you remember the Cosmopolitan magazine? would Be like, oh, how to make your man do yeah. this, how to make your man do that. And it's like, OK, they're going to do that regardless. What about us? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so in my 30s, I have definitely focused on and then what has helped with both of us. I feel like we both have partners now. Who care about how we feel sexually Mm -hmm. yes like it's he's all about okay let me make sure she orgasms first because I'm I know I'm a nut like he's like okay I'm I know I'm gonna get there so let me make sure she gets there first you know and I I can honestly say
2: I haven't had a lot of partners like that and I like I feel like too the thing that I love the most about my partner right now is like he can take criticism yeah. Constructive mm. criticism. And I feel and like wants it. Yes. And I feel like I've also as a partner gotten to that point, too, because I remember when I was younger, you couldn't tell me like my sex wasn't bomb. I don't want to hear that. She like, I know this pussy. Good <laughs> yeah. Now. Right. But then sometimes it's not even a pussy thing because the pussy can be good, but you're just not doing things that your partner likes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. the actual vagina itself is great. But. Maybe he wants you to turn this way, or maybe he wants you to try this trick or lift this leg up. You know, I don't know. Would you get redirection during head, for example, like go softer or grip it harder? And if you did, Mm -hmm.
1: I would get offended. Popping in to tell you about our third.
2: younger I would get offended like what you mean I know what I'm doing I'm but now I feel like I'm way more receptive to criticism that is so funny and I think it's made me a better lover because of you yes I did not know you would be yeah I would get offended <laughs> and I'd just be like well I'm not gonna give you head no more oh you, <laughs> you <about> stopped. <laughs> or I wouldn't do it again I'd be like I'm not giving you head no more I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. no, 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 last Remember time, you said it was trash you ain't like he be like I didn't say it was trash I just said go a little slower and I said no you said it was trash I'm so weak. I'm just not gonna do it
0: that That is so funny.
1: I feel like the pick your ball up and go home method though makes sense because we were all conditioned to believe that you're just naturally supposed to be great. Yeah. And if you read a book or you need advice then you're lame. So Mm -hmm. it was embarrassing to be caught reading a sex book. It's embarrassing to ask for advice. It's also embarrassing to ask your partner what they like. Right. And that's actually why a lot of people who've never had sex before, right, and they're like, I feel really bad because I have a partner who's very experienced and I'm not Mm. or I don't have a partner and I fear that my lack of experience is going to make me bad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. lack of experience sometimes makes you better because you're willing to admit that you don't know. Right. Because the truth is, nobody knows. You're
0: open book too. like You're a fresh book. Like, there's nothing there to correct from. So, I think it's cool. And sex is not one
2: size fits all. Mm -hmm. You kind of said that earlier. I think that that's a lot of people's main problem. They think that they could do the same thing with different partners and it's going to make each partner feel the same way. Mm. No, what made her come or what she likes, I might not like the same thing. Mm. So you have to treat everybody different. Mm -hmm. I want to invite you guys in on where I'm going with my sex life these days. I've been
1: trying to dabble into the sacred sex world. Okay. While still acknowledging that I'm, not a believer. Mm -hmm. Not a not a believer. I'm not a believer in like energies and auras and all that thing. So I like Mm -hmm. the practices, but like I think the spirituality element that it comes with is just not for me. But Mm -hmm. what I love is that I've been talking to people who are very into it and we were talking about decoupling the idea that pleasure has to lead to orgasm in order to be valid, like mm-hmm. sexual pleasure, right? So for a lot of dudes, that's what they do. Yes. So they don't necessarily even engage in foreplay or know what foreplay is because they're like, well, if the pleasure is not leading to orgasm, then it doesn't count or doesn't right. belong here. Mm. So he, I was saying to him, like, well, how did dudes get out of that right and I was saying for women what we have to traditionally do is masturbate mm-hmm. but we have to decouple masturbation from just being like let me do what works it has to start with slowly touching mm-hmm. yourself it has to start with pleasure mapping your body yep. figuring mm-hmm. out what works for you looking in the mirror and I was like what do you tell a dude he's like the same thing mm. and I was like so you dudes should just be like in the mirror just yeah, like, like yeah. <laughs> rubbing on yeah yes. and he said exactly yeah. Yes, and Maybe for women, giving men that permission to say, I don't have to orgasm for the sex to be good, mm-hmm. can also offer them the same opportunity to say, okay, well, what does orgasmless sex look like for me?
0: Right, mm. yeah. I, and that's a good point that you made. Because it is. My partner now, like, when we first started being intimate, it was like a couple of times that uh, he didn't nut or whatever orgasm, and it, it hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I was like, and he was like, it's okay. He was like, it was enjoyable I for me. And I'm just like, you know what? I need to give him that grace because I'm going to do that as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have an orgasm every single time. And I'm glad you brought that in about uh, masturbating, too, because it depends what boot am, am I in. Like, do I want a little quick this one, two, before I go out the door? <laughs> or do I got, like, 20 minutes to kind of sit right. here and relax and chill? Mm-hmm. But that all is important because I don't necessarily like to watch porn anymore when I masturbate. I like to, you know, use my imagination. Mm-hmm. Or i watch me and my man, stuff like that. So I feel like that helps in the bedroom as well. Like, how can you teach a man or a woman how to touch you if you don't know how to touch yourself?
2: That's very That, that was a really good point. Because, yes. yes, as women, I think we equate, like, if a man doesn't orgasm, then we feel like the sex wasn't that good. Yeah. And we take it very personally. Yes, I was so mad. When it's like, why don't we feel the same way about men that we feel about ourselves? Mm-hmm. Like we just said, we can have sex and it's enjoyable, but I didn't have an orgasm. Why do you think that a man can't do the same thing?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We <laughs> own to, <something>. <laughs> to something, ladies. We own to something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, have you ever had a conversation before with a man who didn't make you orgasm and had to have this dialogue where you didn't fake it and you're like,
0: it's crazy?
2: Yeah. You have? Yeah, with my current partner.
0: Yeah, I feel like I haven't. Like, like I said, I was so stuck in just like faking it. And then, um, in my last situation, I just kinda got comfortable. Like I would tell him, you know, I didn't orgasm or whatever, or I would, but I didn't even have conversations with him about it. I just got kind of comfortable in just not having orgasm because it was still enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. But now looking back on it, I should have had a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. I should have said because it was other things. It wasn't just like, um, I'm not having an orgasm because you didn't make me feel good. It's like it was a mental block that I had from our things in our relationship that were toxic. Because mm-hmm. I'm a very mental lover. I'm very emotional. Mm-hmm. I'm a Leo, so I just be like in my feelings about everything. So sometimes if things are going on in our relationship, we can be doing, using all the toys and I'm not gonna orgasm because I'm thinking about something that you did that pissed me off.
2: It's definitely a mental thing. It's a
0: mental thing for me, like big deal, big deal.
2: So you wish, what do you wish you would
0: have said to him? I wish I would have told him like, you know what, I can't have sex with you today. It became um, like a chore to me at one point. Like, Mm. I felt like I had to do it because I was his girlfriend. And um, if I didn't do it, he was going to go get it from somebody else. So Mm. it became like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. Like, I don't want to make him mad. I don't want to make him upset. Like, and it was like a thing we used to joke about when we first got together. He's like, man, that's what I love about you. You know, you don't ever tell me no and this X, Y, Z. And then, like, towards the end, it was like, I just didn't want to do it. Like, Mm. I did not want to do it, but I was like... You can't switch up now. You know, you've been doing this for five, six years. So, yeah, I, I definitely wish I would have sat him down and been like, mm not today. Let me tell you why.
1: Which is interesting because you could have been orgasming and not enjoying the sex. Right, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. And I think it was a lot of that going on. It definitely was. Like, I was completely checked out. But I was just still there mm-hmm. because I did. I was scared to be alone. I enjoy sex, so I didn't want to go, you know— Not talk to him. And then I'm going three, four months without sex. And yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of other factors. And I probably could have got to the bottom of the issue a lot quicker if I would have sat down and been like, okay, Lex, why aren't you having an orgasm? Yeah. And talk to him about it. We could have got to the issue for Mm -hmm. sure. I regret it. Like, I ain't doing that no more. Yeah. I ain't doing that no more. (laughs)
1: In the relationship now, you have had the conversation though.
2: Yeah, because I feel like in the beginning, we have always had great sex, but it's like I would be on the verge of having an orgasm and then he switch it up and do something else. Mm. So eventually I just got to a point where I was like, okay, look. Keep doing what you're doing because at one point I didn't say anything. I would just kind of let him do what he needed to do and then Mm -hmm. afterwards, you know, kind of handle what I needed to handle myself. (laughs) And I think a lot of the time women do that as well. You know, like if you're having sex with your partner and you don't actually have an orgasm, you're like, okay, well, I could just do it myself afterwards. Mm -hmm. But no, I told him, I said, look, I don't like when you switch it up. I actually like when you stay in this specific Position, Because I almost was about to orgasm and then you kind of moved and now I feel like we got to start over. Yeah. And he didn't get offended by it. He was just like, okay. Look at him. Yeah. Taking constructive criticism. Okay. But he's great when it comes
0: to taking constructive yeah. criticism.
1: Now I'm struggling to find the moral of the story here. Because <laughs> is the moral of the story it's okay to not orgasm or is the moral of the story you have to communicate and advocate
0: for your orgasm even when it's not comfortable? I'll say the reason you're not orgasming, because if it's like you're not orgasming just because like, you know, uh, it just wasn't y'all. Maybe it's just not hitting the right spot, but y'all still having fun. That's cool. But for me, like I said, it was a mental block of our relationship. So it's the reasoning for me more so, because like I said, my partner now, I don't orgasm every time, but it's not like it's an issue, you know, because I'm okay with having sex without an orgasm. But now it's like we we talk about our sex he's like tell me what you like what you don't like what you yeah. want to do let's try this so the dialogue there and it's open so I know if I'm not having an orgasm, it's not because of an issue that I have in our relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like if it, if it's something that's a deeper-rooted issue, then it really, really needs to be talked about. But I feel like sex should be so open in the communication because we said this on our show. You can bend a man over, lick his booty hole. He got your toes in the mouth, but y'all gonna draw the line to having a conversation. Right. Yeah. Does, does that not sound crazy as hell? Mm-hmm. You have seen every single crevice of my body, but we can't have a conversation about, oh, I want to have more orgasms
2: yeah so i was just gonna say i think it's a little bit of both because it's okay for me to not orgasm every time yeah. but i still want to feel comfortable with having a conversation with you when i feel like i want to today right, yes. right, you know, right it doesn't right. have to happen every single time but i feel like i've been in situations where i was dating a partner and i didn't even feel comfortable having the conversation right with you, so i just never had an orgasm mm-hmm. and it's probably not that you couldn't have gave me one but i didn't even feel comfortable letting you know that in this moment, you just need to do this one little thing and it could change the whole sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important for men to
1: participate in this conversation too by inviting women to have it because Mm -hmm. they will listen to this and be like, well, you need to speak up. You need to advocate. But it's also acknowledging all the conditioning we've seen. Every porn video we saw, women have orgasm 50 different ways and times from that standard hunching style Mm -hmm. so when we don't have when our bodies don't work that way we feel like we're going to disappoint you by even saying something right right? and as like you said like you can grow up feeling like your pleasure isn't even a priority Mm -hmm. so someone sometimes people have to invite you into that conversation for sure it'd be great if we could all just do it ourselves Mm -hmm. but i know with my husband he was the first person i stopped having faking orgasms with Mm. but in the beginning because for oral sex, sometimes it could take me a long time. Mm-hmm. I would naturally start to feel bad for the other person. Yeah. So even if I was on the pathway to pleasure, I'd be like, man, it could take another 10 more minutes. Right. So let me just like fake an orgasm. He can fall asleep on my yeah. thing afterwards, whatever. And then I realized, I'm like, he's never complained before. So why am I having this internal dialogue mm-hmm. where I'm trying to stop my own clock? Right. So I was like, well, what happens if I just let it go? And I just let it go. And I was like, oh, wow, like he never comes up and looks at me like... Yeah, he ain't coming What's up Or like- even worse, like, come for me. You You're know what I mean? Which really means speed the Glide- fuck up. Yeah. yeah.
0: We all use that same line. Yeah. week That is so funny. It's very universal. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's just like now, like however long it takes, or I'm here for this experience. And then it was actually only in, after we had our first baby mm-hmm. that I acknowledged, like, hey, I've never have orgasm before from just penetration alone. Mm-hmm. And I asked this question in the most jacked up way. I was like, "Is the schema in which we participate <laughs> in, rather than summarizing? Why don't I play that clip for you?" And I'm really proud to do so. One because that. Conversation is episode one of Lovers and Friends, a podcast. I will forever be proud of that episode. And two, because this conversation in particular is probably in my top three favorite recorded conversations that I've ever had with my husband. So I'm really thrilled to share it with you. But before we get to that clip, can I tell you about the fourth and final sponsor of this episode, BetterHelp, 100% online licensed counseling or therapy. BetterHelp. If you had to design our our pleasure schema in our relationship What would you add Take away, subtract, anything I really didn't understand the question then. Okay <laughs> <laughs> um, Well I guess I'm more so just asking Are you disappointed that I can't orgasm From vaginal penetration I don't, I don't, think, I don't think that um, In my head when I hear I can't I don't think that's true I think you can, I just think that we Haven't figured out that process yet um, And I think There's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a way you know, are you? Do you care if we find that way, or do you? I do care. It's a desire of mine. Mm. It's a desire of mine. You know, it, it's it, there's something about it that's different. I'm all about expanding, and what makes sex great is learning new things. So, um, a part of you orgasming, orgasming from penetration is going to be hot. It's going to be new. It's going to be new territory. So, I know that over the course of our relationship, it would be nice to figure that part out. Yeah, Not to say that there's any pressure for you to figure that out, but more so pressure on me to figure out what that takes because you've never had one. The fact that we're just opening up as a potential rather than as a goal, I think that's really helpful for me. That was a good thing for me where I no longer felt like this was something that we had to keep on the table as Mm -hmm. like a point of shame for me. Right. Because it can feel that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I believe we view sex, like, first of all, I hate the fact that everybody looks at sex as being so taboo. Like, the fact that we have a podcast and it's a lifestyle podcast and we have a sex topic. Mm-hmm. You would think that we are out here just like selling pussy on the side of the road to anybody right. that passed by. <laughs> like they, I mean, but it's like, we're all here because of sex. The, literally, you know what I'm saying? It's so natural. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, all the the stipulations and the views that us have talking about sex openly on camera, it's like, oh my God, they are so like... So it's like, why can't we have these conversations? Because they need to be had. Sex is supposed to be fun. I don't know. Somewhere down the road, sex became like uh, a way to keep somebody or a way to show you like, oh yeah, I got good dick or I got good pussy and it's like it's not supposed to be like that it's supposed to be something between two people that is enjoyable it's fun y'all can explore things it's an experiment like mm-hmm. uh, it's experimental it's all these things it's, it's an experience so if you view sex like that it's going to be easy to have these conversations but if you view sex as like oh it's all about your partner and it's not about yourself at all you're gonna have the, um, you're gonna feel uncomfortable talking to your partner and it's not gonna be as enjoyable So I agree with you, like, we need to bring men into these conversations because for a long time, like, guys I even dated, they were like, oh, I don't need toys. I don't need toys. Uh, What do we need toys for? Like, I got everything you need right here. And it's like, no, you don't. It's okay to bring a toy in the
2: bedroom. It's mm-hmm. not scary, you know? Yeah, a lot of men do think something is wrong with using toys in a bedroom. And it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I feel like that's kind of taboo for a lot of men as well. Well, we can understand why. Yeah. They've
1: also been given that's the true. story that their dicks are supposed to give multiple orgasms, save kids from burning buildings. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that That's like the be-all and end-all. So when yeah. it's not your experience, you feel like less of a man. You feel like less. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same reason why every dude has to have a big penis. Yes. Yeah. We can't just have an honest conversation about your penis size, which is a little bit bizarre Mm -hmm. because it's okay. Right. Right? Like there's, yeah. Everybody isn't willing to out. Right. Yeah. Not everybody's got a big butt. Right. I can acknowledge I don't. Not everybody's got huge tits. So Mm -hmm. like that's just a part of that too. And when you have that acknowledgement you know how to lead with your strengths yeah. facts. and have that conversation. And we
0: actually talked about this other, like even using lube, like women feel like, oh, I, I don't need to use, you can't too. use lube, that means you dryness. And I'm like, y'all don't be using a little lube? You ain't Marathon's it. Yeah, like right. it's okay to have or lube. Or anal vibrators. Yeah. yeah. You need lube for that. So that's like, what I'm do. saying. Like, it's okay to use a little lube. Like, that don't mean that you just dry out here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I just think the conversation about sex in general needs to be a lot more open and comfortable. Like it being like a taboo conversation is so strange to me.
1: It's giving me a naha too because, like, to liken it to basketball. There are people who watch basketball from start to finish, and mm-hmm. they just enjoy the experience. Yeah. And it's not really about who wins or loses. They might have an idea that right. they want someone to win or lose. You want their partner to orgasm. Mm-hmm. But, like, the experience of watching is what you're really in for. It's a story. Yeah. And then some people just scroll to look at the stats. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they don't actually love the game. Right. They just want to be like, who won? Who put up the most numbers? Mm-hmm. And I think sexually there are partners who are like that, mm-hmm. where they're just in it for, like, oh, I gave her this many orgasms or I had this kind of orgasm. Yep. We did it this fast mm-hmm. versus like, I'm actually just enjoying the experience. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm here for it, win,
0: lose, or draw, whatever that means for you. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's fun for me. I love <laughs> sex. I'm going to have it all day, every day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How can we create a culture where men feel less pressure to make their partner orgasm in order
0: to feel like they're good lovers? Um, like you mm. said, I feel like uh, conversations for for sure for one. But uh, I also feel like women we have to be more open and honest with each other, you know, with our partners. Us who have platforms as well, being honest about it. Because, like, we had an episode where we were talking about, like, you said, the orgasm gap between men and women. And they were like, so many men in the comments were like, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. No, because every every woman I've I been with... I know I make my I know way. I make my... And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not every time. And it's okay. I said, if every woman that watches this is honest with their partner, it's going to be a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Because... We, as women, like, we talk all the time, like, when me and Dre talk about, like, our sex stories or whatever. And I I just said it on camera. I don't make my man orgasm every single time. He doesn't nut every time we have sex. But it's okay. Don't make me feel bad. You know Mm. what I'm saying? So, but men attach that to they didn't make her feel good, X, Y, Z. So, like I said, I feel like if the conversation becomes open and as women, we are more honest and understand that sex is an experience for us as well and we stop feeding into because you know they have those like riding classes classes on how to suck dick Mm -hmm. this and that it's always teaching us how to do this for them and it's like, if we're honest and men don't know everything mm-hmm. about sex, you know? So I feel like if we open that dialogue and we're honest with them, they'll feel more comfortable being like, you know what? Hey, I didn't give my woman an orgasm today, but I know she felt good. And it was enjoyable before we went to work. I didn't nut, mm-hmm. she didn't nut. But we got it in. I got to touch her body and it put me in a good mood. You know, you got that little serotonin
2: boost and you ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little one-two in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just as easy as having a conversation yeah. with your partner. I don't know why... When we're in relationships, we're so afraid to be honest and be candid with our partners about what we're unhappy with. I feel like in a lot of other areas, you don't have a problem telling your partner you're unhappy. But when it comes to sex, we just don't want to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like having these conversations will make your man feel more comfortable. It's okay that you don't make me come every time. But I do want to come sometime. Right. Yes. And these <laughs> conversations you, know, you do, yeah, there's yes. a balance. <laughs> not so to be overlooked. Some, yeah, but we're, so we're going to still have to work on this. Yeah. But it doesn't have to happen every time. It doesn't make you any less of a man. I still love you the same. And I still feel like you're a great lover. You're not any less of a lover because I'm not orgasming or climaxing every single time we sex. There upset. are other indicators that make you a bad lover. Yes. yes. You're not
1: listening, speeding through things, mm-hmm. going into a routine, yep. disassociating.
0: Yes. Making me feel like I could just be anybody else. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Because I feel like even though like having these conversations too will probably lead to you having orgasms every time. You know, just open the floor because like, yeah, let's say you have sex with your guy like, you know, three, four times a week. And out of those, he's only giving you one orgasm. If you open the the floors of that conversation and y'all are working on it, y'all could eventually get to a space where every time y'all have sex... You're having an orgasm. Mm. Why? Because y'all are having these conversations. Yeah. You know?
1: But also having the conversation, too, can just make clear the space. Somebody said to me that when they're about to have sex with their partner, they have the conversation, like, what kind of sex do you want to have? Mm. Not dissimilar from, okay, we both want to eat out. What Mm -hmm. kind of food do you want tonight? Yep. Do you want fast? Do you want sensual? Do you want to pull out the crystals? Do you want to pull out the vibrators? And Mm -hmm. so when you do that, you set the stage for success for both people.
2: It feels a little like... I mean, because you're taking the elephant out the room. I feel like, I don't know, some people don't perform well under pressure. Mm. So if you feel less under pressure, you probably might perform even better. Yeah, Yeah. I think, too, it's kind of like that goes with
0: knowing your partner as well. Mm -hmm. Now, it's good to have a conversation, but it's like with my partner now, I kind of know what type of time we on, depending, like, what we do. Like, because I've never been in, like, a girl, like, for example, like, I'll be wearing lingerie for him now. Mm-hmm. I've never really done that before. But he knows, like, when I put the lingerie on, like, we on some freaky time. Like, we pulling out the toys. Mm-hmm. We on, and, like, sometimes we just kind of on some chill. You know, we just came back from dinner, and, you know, we get in the shower, we get in the bed. We know we probably, you know, do a little soft and central tonight. You know, so I feel like definitely knowing your partner and knowing what type of time y'all on, Helps for sure. And you brought up a great point because conversation is
1: not king. Yep. There are other methods of communication that allow the both of you to have that exchange Mm -hmm. and to get to a place of mutual intent so everybody can enjoy the sex. Mm -hmm. Right. No matter what happens before,
0: after, or during. Yes, Mm -hmm. you got to pay attention to your partner.
2: Have sex with somebody that really likes you. Right. Not somebody that's just trying to say that again. Have sex with somebody who likes
0: you. That'd be the problem a lot of times. Y'all just be having sex with people who don't like you. And that's. I mean, they like you enough, but they don't really care about your enjoyment. What
1: a lovely conversation. So up next, I asked some other women for stories of amazing orgasmless sex. We're going to get to that. I read some rate and reviews. But before we move ahead, let's make sure that we really know where to find these incredible
0: women. You can find us on all platforms. Mm-hmm. It's called Poor Minds, P-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S. Um, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff is the same. We're actually on tour right now. So you can get your tickets at Mm poorminds.com. You can find me on Instagram at Lex underscore P underscore.
2: And you can find me on Instagram at Dre and Nicole with three E's.
0: Yes. New episodes drop every Friday, visuals, audio, all that good stuff.
1: I'm really enjoying my time with all of you. I'm really enjoying making this podcast. And yeah, there's something nice about doing it Less formally, I miss the formality of it and I miss my team. I miss my husband very, very much. I miss my house but I'm embracing the change. And I'm really happy to read some rate and reviews to say that you guys are enjoying the variety as well. So Janice sweetness. Yes. She said, this video reminds me of older Shan content It's nice to have a break from the guests and interviews and get a perspective on these crazy couples. You help me understand within my own relationship, especially the way that you examine these. I really appreciate that. That was a fun episode to do. And, um, yeah. When the new if there are topics that I'm missing or videos you want me to respond to, please send them to me, DM them to me. I don't always get a chance to get around to them, but I do often see them. So, keep it up if you enjoy that kind of content. You could really be additive to me by sending things that you in particular would love me to respond to. Um from Amber, hehe, <laughs> Am said, "Love the impromptu episode on the hot topic." hot pop culture topics it's so refreshing to hear your unique perspective thank you so much chelsea said wonderful i needed this especially since i've been with my partner for over 10 months and still have an orgasm i don't know if you're foreshadowing but this is you actually didn't mention what episode that you were talking about and um chelsea actually mentions i know i have my personal sexual trauma that has gone uh for years not me working on it i aspire for more self-care pleasure and love I don't know if you're talking about the rape is not sex episode. If you are not, please go listen to that one. I hope that this episode coupled with that one for people who have experienced sexual trauma can be a great cocktail to come to peace with the way that your body currently works while seeking out the healing that your spirit truly does deserve. Um, We're going to end there because that's a really, I'm a very happy Chelsea that you brought up that point because there is a very big difference between decoupling orgasm from sex and letting go of your right to orgasm if because of a trauma it's no longer possible through sex for you. So I'm going to reflect on that. And in the meantime, as I mentioned, there were a couple of women that I had in a space and I knew I was going to do this topic. So I asked them the million dollar question, can you share an experience that you had that was amazing and wet and memorable and juicy um, that didn't include orgasm? And here's what they said. So a time I had a great intimate moment with someone and did not orgasm was when I was the giver rather than being the receiver. And honestly, I am a giver, so it was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> and that turned me on the most, just hearing like how great my person was into it. The best experience I've ever had with someone was literally just making out. We made out for an hour and a half. No one's clothes came off. But it was just like the tension built, the pleasure built. I could tell the more I was enjoying myself, the more he was enjoying himself. And it just kind of, it just continued to grow. And it is by far the most aroused I've ever been. It to this day is my most like enjoyable experience. And it
0: is so far from what most people would like typically consider sex. So the thing about sex that's focused on orgasm is that there's a goal. And so all we're ever doing is going for the goal and then we get to the climax, which is like a sneeze
2: climax. It happens in two seconds and it's done.
0: I love sex regardless
1: of the orgasm because sex in itself is a very intimate experience and there's a lot of pleasure to be had without just the orgasm. I'm not a sex pro myself, but when I do think about the sex that I have had, a lot of the memories come from the times between the sex and after the sex and all the intimate moments. I also like to play around with it and fuck without the orgasm on purpose. Um, It's kind of fun to just play around with toys and whether it's like a clitoral stimulation or a prostate massager for him, I love to delay the orgasm and whether we get to the orgasm or not, it's fun to just have the pleasure. Lovers
2: and friends. Lovers and friends. I'ma take you on a trip, baby, I don't pretend. I said lovers and friends. I'm gonna hold you down, down to the end.
1: I say Lovers and Friends is executive produced by Shared Entertainment's Shan Boudram. It is produced by Boudram and Krizia Cruz with production support from 2S Entertainment's Adam Krasner and Brianna Barone. The Lovers and Friends theme song is produced by Sean Ross and performed by Jared Brady, who also does the scoring and engineering on our episodes. Lovers and Friends is powered by Audio Boom and made possible by our incredible sponsors who you can show love to by reading our show notes.